Over the last couple of months, we've uh, celebrated many First Communions in the parish, mainly for, uh, for children, but also for, uh, for some adults. And uh, one's First Communion is an uh, incredible experience. And receiving the Lord for the first time, and especially with the young kids, they're very, very excited. And for those of us who are veterans in the faith, most of us probably can recollect our first Holy Communion. I still have vivid memories of that from St. Pat's in McHenry many years ago. Interestingly, I have no recollection whatsoever of my first confession. And uh, I, th I think I had a, probably a brown up because of the, because of the fear, but, the, uh, but that first communion and the Eucharist is central for us as, uh, as Catholics. And that's why it's so succinct. That's why we have a solemnity like today of Corpus Christi. It's a Latin term that means the body of Christ. And even our gospel today, it's the last supper and Jesus is handing on the gift of himself. He says, this is my body, this is my blood. Do this in memory of me. Whenever the church has gathered throughout, throughout the centuries, we've celebrated mass. It is our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity, our risen Lord present in the Holy Eucharist. And what I'd like to reflect on today for, for a few minutes is uh, what are the graces? What, what, what is, what is the gift of the Eucharist? What does it do in our lives? Why is it so important in the life of the church? And I'd like to touch on uh, three things today. And the first reason why the Eucharist is so important for us is that we want to become what we receive so that we can be strengthened as the Lord's disciples out there in the world. And if we faithfully and humbly receive the Eucharist week after week, God's always faithful. If we have that humility and that faith, he's going to transform us and we will slowly but surely become more like our Lord. Our, our attitudes, our actions, our words, every dimension of our lives will become more and more Christ-centered because we will become what we receive. And it's not that it happens overnight. And because the Lord never forces anything upon us. He, he wants our receptivity and our openness and our humility. But if we receive, we're going to be, uh, there's going to be powerful transformations in our lives. So we don't want one's first communion to be their last communion or the next one's at confirmation. That faithfulness is important. God is always going to be trustworthy and faithful, but we, we've got to do our part as well, and, and he will do his work in us. Secondly, we receive the Holy Eucharist so that we can be strengthened out there in the world where there's a lot of darkness and it's very challenging to live the Christian faith. And we're gonna need a little bit more than our, our own willpower. We're gonna need God's grace and God's, God's presence. There's a lot of good in the world and a lot of times the good news doesn't make the news, but there's, there's a lot of virtue present in, in, in our world. But there's also a lot of darkness, there's a, a lot of evil, and sometimes that can uh, invade our lives. And if we're going to be able to stand strong in the face of evil, if we're going to be a force for good, we're going to need to be strengthened and fortified by, by the Lord. Where does that evil, where does that darkness come from? You know, it all started with a very, very bad meal. And it started at the beginning in the Genesis account with, with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and they were told not to eat the fruit of our particular tree. They were asked to obey. And the evil one, the serpent, slithers onto the scene and whispers in their ear, don't worry about that obedient stuff. You can be like God's. And they fall for the temptation. And we call that original sin. And we might think that's some obscure 
ancient doctrine, but it's very, very true to our lives. And what original sin points out is that at the core, we are good, because whatever God creates at the core is good. But we have a human nature that's been weakened, and while most of the time we are good, we all have those times where we fall, don't we? And we may wonder, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I... And we have that tendency to sometimes succumb to, to temptation. And out there in the world, we know there are a lot of temptations. And some of our struggles are, they're normally around what are called the seven deadly sins. And we probably have a one or two of these that are especially difficult for us. It might be spiritual pride or, or arrogance. That spirit can creep into our, into our hearts. You know, it might be anger or resentments, even hatreds, impatience. It could be uh, greed, an inordinate desire for more and more. It might be lust, a lot of temptations in our world in, in that direction, turning other people into objects for one's own, own gratification. It could be envy or jealousy that we, that we struggle with. It could be laziness, sloth, gluttony. And we all know from our own, especially as we go along in life, and we probably all have that illusion we've dealt with that someday we're going to have it completely together. Probably not on this side of eternity, but it's all about growth in the spiritual life. And again, through the Eucharist, that transformation happens. We become more Christ-like. And our struggle with vices will start to... We'll, uh, we're going to grow in virtue and vices will recede more and more. But if we don't have that, uh, that, that, that nourishment and that strengthening from the Lord, it, it's hard to, uh, it, it's, a, it's a battle out there, as we know. And uh, the Lord wants us to be a force for good and for the gospel message, and the Eucharist strengthens us to do so and to grow in virtue. And the, uh, the, the last area with the Eucharist that I wanted to just touch on briefly has to do with, uh, with, with community in Christ. Just watching the news the other night, and they had a, a little piece on there about the, the winner from the Scripps, the National Scripps Spelling Bee, Maybe you saw that on the news, and it's, it's quite a competition in our nation. And this 14-year-old boy uh, won it. And uh, I don't know if any of you saw this on the news, but uh, do, you, do you know what the word was that he won it on? Koinonia. And the, these newscasters are like, what is this word? I've never heard, you know, this is, it, it's a Christian term. And uh, in Greek, and it means Christian community, community-centered in Christ. And I thought, that's a really interesting word that they... That he, uh, that, that he nailed it on. And uh, we gather as a Eucharistic people to around the altar and community. And it's not like we know everyone's name here. And it's not that type of, uh, uh, even though a lot of you do know the names of, of many others and longer you're in a parish, you, you, get, you get a sense of connection. But it's, it's even deeper than that. A community in Christ. Jesus never intended his, his disciples to go at it solo. And it's very difficult to maintain a strong faith going at it alone. We'll get worn down. And we, we, we need that, that communal connection centered in the Lord around the altar and to be nourished and also to support one another. You know, when we come together for Mass, uh, isn't it great to see other people who are here and you realize, you know, I'm not doing this journey alone. You know, there's other people of faith. And, and as, as we gather here in prayer, that, that grace, I think it, it just overflows upon all of us here if we're open to that, humbly open to that. And uh, that's the community I think our Lord desires. So we come here 
to receive grace, to strengthen one another in prayer so that out there, again, we can be the Lord's presence and share the gospel message. So we gather in this koinonia, this Christian community centered in the Eucharist. So we can trust as Catholics that whenever we gather for, for the Mass, that ordinary elements of bread and wine are going to be transformed into the body and blood of our risen Lord for our nourishment, for our strengthening. May each one of us here have that humility and openness as we receive that we can continue to be transformed and that Christ may become more and more in our heart and our soul and our actions. And God bless you.